0: this out of the way right at the top. Por un pañada de rublos is the name of the album that has the song This Machine Kills Fascists. It's from the band The Gagarins. They're a Spanish surf band, and you can find them at thegaguerins.bandcamp.com and check out their album. They gave us permission to play their music on this episode of Monster Kid Radio, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not-so-classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I'm pretty excited because I really dig this song. I really like how the horns kick in, which is something you don't normally get with a lot of surf music, so it was really fun to hear that. Plus, the Gagarin's have some shows coming up in December, in January, in February. Again, check out their Bandcamp page and tell them that Monster Kid Radio sent you when you're done listening to this episode. Well, what's going on in this episode here? Well... We're gonna be going over the poll of Frankenstein movies that we did earlier this year. You may have participated in it, or you may have heard about it after the fact. There is a poll that we ran in which we asked you to tell us your favorite Frankenstein films, but not just favorite. We also asked you to tell us what you consider to be the best Frankenstein films, knowing full well that your favorite movie may not be quote unquote, the best Frankenstein films. There there, there might be a a, a slight difference, and we wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us both. And then Steve Turek and I went through, broke down the data, and we're going to be presenting that in this episode of Monster Kid Radio. Now, Kenny's still here with the Famous Monsters of Filmland segment. But because we're not covering a specific movie, he put together a slightly different kind of segment involving Famous Monsters of Filmland and Frankenstein, and I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. And, of course... Brenda's going to be at the end of the show to go over listener feedback. Why don't we go ahead and get to all of that right after this.
1: of Frankenstein once again brings terror and nightmare to the screen in Lady Frankenstein. Joseph Cotton is Baron Frankenstein. But his face. The devil with his face. I don't care what he looks like. I want him to live. Sarah Bay is Lady Frankenstein. That is what they call your father's life's work, a monster. And they're right.
2: They are not right.
1: She's beautiful. She's evil. And she'll do anything for love. Would you like to have my body bend to
3: you? Would you like to make love to me?
1: She creates a new, more terrifying monster. And only the monster she creates can satisfy her strange desires. Using her beauty and her scalpel, she cuts deeply into men's hearts.
3: Yes, you're right.
1: Kill it. There has never been a movie like Lady Frankenstein. Rated R.
4: Welcome to Planet 8. Every two weeks, the crew at Planet 8 Podcast explores the many worlds of science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, monsters, and more.
5: We cover the latest movies and TV shows, as well as old favorites, too.
6: Yeah, like Planet of the Apes. It's
3: a manhouse!
7: A manhouse!
4: Hey guys, don't forget Star Trek. Fascinating.
5: Or classic monsters like King Kong. Creature from the Black Lagoon or Godzilla.
6: If it's nerdy or geeky, we'll probably be talking about it.
8: So why don't you tune in and check us out. You can find us on iTunes or other fine podcast providers.
6: Come join the conversation at our website, planet
5: You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook.
4: This is Planet 8 Podcast, signing off. End
9: transmission.
4: Dr. Frankenstein found the secret of life, but he lost control. Now, in a screen thriller, Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, his monstrous creations, fantastic creatures break free. See Rosanna Brazzi, Michael Dunn, Edmund Purdom, and international beauty Christiane Royce in Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
10: Monster Kid Radioheads. In this week's look at famous monsters, we are going to celebrate Frankenstein's monster with Frankenstein Coverboy. A look at his appearances on the covers of famous monsters of filmland. Frankenstein was placed as the forefront of all the monsters of FM with issue number one. It was a cheesy rubber mask worn by editor Foy Ackerman, but it was definitely Frankenstein. The Universal Frankenstein went on to be featured in 14 covers of Famous Monsters. The first painted version was Issue 13, which was the first 100-page issue. It was painted by Basil Gogos and has an unfinished expressionistic quality to it, so it is hard to determine which actor is being portrayed. Issue 21 has a photo colorized by Basil Gogos of a scene from The Bride of Frankenstein, when the monster meets his bride. His next appearance is Issue 42, painted by Ron Cobb of Frankenstein Battling the Wolfman. The classic Basil Golgos is found on issue 56, which was the Boris Karloff obituary issue. He would next appear on the cover of Monster World number 6, FM 75, dressed as Santa Claus. It is a photo of a Don Postmax, which was based on the Glenn Strange Frankenstein. The very next Monster World number 7, FM-76, had a scene from The Son of Frankenstein by Gary Morrow. It includes Lugosi's Igor and Rathbone's Dr. Frankenstein and some strict set dressing. Frankenstein then appeared on my personal favorite, Issue 94. It is a beautiful sepia-tone portrait from The Bride of Frankenstein painted by Manuel Perez Clemente. FM-94 was my first issue of FM, found at his stationery store in Vandergriff, Pennsylvania, and purchased for me by my aunt in the winter of 1972. I had seen various Frankenstein movies in San Antonio, and when I saw him on this newsstand, I asked my aunt to buy it. It changed my life forever. Frankenstein's status as top monster in the pantheon of monsters was cemented when a Basil Gogos painting graced the cover of the Milestone FM 100. Issue 112 had a Go-Go's painting from Bride of Frankenstein, the same scene from Issue 21, but this time it was a painting and not a retouched photo. Glenn Strange's Frankenstein appeared on Issue 140, painted by Maelo Centron. During this time in FM, films like Star Wars and Close Encounters were on the covers. This issue was a return to the classics, and Frankenstein was chosen for the cover. He appeared yet again on issue 180 in an uncredited painting, A Portrait from the Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein's last appearance in the classic run of FM was on FM 188, a reprint of the painting from FM 94, joined with the Wolfman and Dracula. Other Frankensteins were also featured on FM covers. Christopher Lee's Creature was on the 1971 yearbook and issue 119, And the Japanese Frankenstein who conquered the world was on the cover of FM 39. Last but not least, we have the Frankenstein-inspired Herman Munster with his whole family on Monster World 2, which is considered FM 71.
0: Earlier this year, the guy that I have on the show right now had this bright idea. He wasn't satisfied torturing himself tallying what you guys and gal saw were the top 100 monster movies or the top, what was it, 2015 Vincent Price films? I don't remember. There's been a lot going on since then. Steve Derek decided he wanted to tally the best and the favorite Frankenstein films as decided by the Monster Kid radio listeners. So I've got him on the phone. How are you doing, man?
11: I'm doing great,
0: Derek. After
11: doing the Vincent Price top 20, because you're trying to remember which way it went, and look at the monster movie list, everybody was always saying. Oh, Bride's the better movie than Frankenstein. No, Frankenstein's the better movie than Bride. Being it's the 200th year Frankenstein, I thought, what better thing to do than let's throw out the pulp?
0: Yeah, it's definitely timely, and I'm real curious to see how things worked out. Now, Steve and I just spoke for, I don't know, a good 20 minutes or so before I finally hit record, and he's teasing me. He's not giving me any specifics, so I don't have any of this data here. He's the man, he's the one that put it all together, and I am real curious to hear how things went down.
11: It was fun tallying up the list. It is surprising to me how many Frankenstein movies or Frankenstein-like movies I have yet to see, because you think you've seen, like, majority of them, and this list, but both the best and the favorite list, humble you when you realize I never heard of that movie. And I remember when you and I were discussing a couple of movies prior to recording that were not on the top part, you had to look them up because you didn't even know them, which brings the enjoyment for me from doing these lists, because then you find these movies that other people like that you never heard of, and you make a little note, hey, I might want to watch this because somebody else really enjoyed it.
0: You know, at one point, and, and I don't know if this is still the case, but at one point, it could be said that there were more films based on Frankenstein than any other source material in the world. I wish I had a reference for that that I could cite. I do remember stumbling across that back in the early 2000s when I had to give a speech in a college class about Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many different ways to go with this character, with this story, with this legacy. People voted for everything from an anime to a Mexican wrestling movie to low-budget. Very low-budget affairs, too. You know, the prestige stuff from Universal Hammer. It's all over the place.
11: And and like I said, that's what I love about it, because it is all over the place. And that just shows how much Mary Shelley's work has endured in these 200 years and how creative people can take her book and adapt it to so many different materials. Um, Not just, in this case, movies, but if you think about other books, comic books, and so on. That people have taken her material and used it for. It's, you just know it's going to be lasting for another 200 and more years, because it's just a classic story.
0: This is definitely a point in the column of, yes, public domain is good, <laughs> because the stories <laughs> in the public domain. You get so many different iterations of this, and I mean, people are getting jobs, people are being employed, new stories are being told that are really making people think in different ways. It's amazing to think that this story that was created 200 years ago by a very, very young woman has impacted so many people over the years. It's so cool to think about. And, you know, I haven't told a Frankenstein story myself yet, but uh, I'm eager to someday put my own stamp on it. So... You know, it's it's also inspiring,
11: and that's what I mean. It's just it's just amazing because I believe she was like twenty years old when it was published. Well, in our terms, really young, but if you put go back into that time, twenty years old is a totally different. Um, societies were so different then.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Good point. So she
11: would I would consider her, even though she was age twenty, she'd probably be what we would consider a thirty year old today. I think in society, I think that'd be kind of comparable with the way things are different nowadays
0: Mm -hmm. that's a really good point yeah i suppose you know i'm sitting here saying she was really really young but you're right i mean for the time and and her life experience was very different than a lot of people today of the same age you know things were just different then i mean that said though i mean that's not to take anything away from her accomplishment what she did was amazing and i'm so grateful that it happened
11: and for anybody that has not read her book yet go read it
0: (laughs) you know it's it's good it's yeah it's of a particular time yeah you've got to deal with some of that stuff but you know what the story there's going to be things in there that if you've not read the book is going to surprise you unless you've seen i can only think of maybe one or two film adaptations that's actually included the stuff that happens at the beginning and the very end of the novel unless you've seen those there's stuff in the novel that's going to surprise you characters that are there uh, locations events that happen that Blew my mind the first time I read it.
11: Exactly. When people are comparing the movie to the book, you have no perspective if you've never read the source material. Mm -hmm. But having said that, that doesn't change these movies and and our enjoyment, our enjoyment of them. Like I said, the the source material is so wonderful, and it's just amazing to see this variety that we're going to talk
0: about. Just very cool, and I'm eager, really eager to see how things work out. So, let's talk about Frankenstein films. First of all, let's talk about the poll. This is what we did. We set up a poll and asked the listeners and anybody who came across the poll to tell us what their five favorite Frankenstein films. And knowing full well that just because it's your favorite film, technically that doesn't make it a quote unquote good film or one of the best films. So we also asked for your top five best Frankenstein films and your opinion, which movies are the better films, and then despite all that, which ones are your favorites? And then Steve took all that data and put it all together.
11: And the way we did it was if your number one was given five points, your number two, four points, number three, three points, and so on, down to five getting only one point. But I also, just for the sake of curiosity, kept a count of how many movies just got a vote. So I did it like the way we did the Monster Movie poll, every movie that was voted for got one point. I was just curious to see if that would change the results of any of these polls. So I kept track of both numbers.
0: Right on. All right. So. All
11: right. Number fifteen. That this is going to be a shocker. Actually, these 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 first two are going to be a shocker. But number.
0: So so what are we doing first here? What what just establish which ones are we going to the do first?
11: The best of Frankenstein list. I think is what you said you wanted us to do first.
0: Okay. So we're doing the best. So starting with number fifteen.
11: Number fifteen. Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School.
3: I like calling all Scooby-Doo fans. Yeah. Check out our latest mystery, Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School. Sounds great. me too. It all started when we headed out to coach at a school for girls. Get a shot of that! Uh Uh-huh. But when we, like, got there, we found that it was a school for ghouls. Like, ghouls? You'd think they'd never met a girl ghoul before. (laughs) Zoink! (laughs) Why,
1: then we met more monsters! It's so nice to see new blood at Grimwood.
3: Then this witch trying to turn us into zombies. I'm going to revoltize them. (laughs) And like, look what the monsters made us wear. Yikes! I can't (laughs) watch anymore. Now what? Join Scooby-Doo and Shaggy as they solve their latest mystery in the (laughs) full-length movie, Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. You're the man! Gooby be doing the
11: ghoul school? God, it got a vote for five points, and it ended up putting a number 15 because it, somebody voted for it as their first place thing. And um, it, it does have a girl Frankenstein in it, and Frankenstein is in there, and the monster himself, as the dad, and um, basically the daughter of Frankenstein. Is in the movie throughout. Okay,
0: so this came out in 1988. It's an animated film, obviously being Scooby-Doo of that era. It is a Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and Scrappy-Doo is the other character there. So it's of that era of Scooby-Doo. I've never seen it. Well, you know,
11: you should probably do some more Scooby-Doo with Monster Kid Radio. He is the number one monster fighter, I think.
0: (laughs) It is on the list. Stay tuned. I'm looking at the... Plot synopsis right here on Wikipedia page, and uh, while I don't know much about this particular movie, I do see the words Creature from the Black Lagoon and Godzilla listed here in the plot synopsis, so I think I need to see this. I
11: think so, too. (laughs) I've seen it many times with my kids, and uh, I know exactly who voted for this as their favorite movie. It was
0: my daughter. (laughs) <laughs> i was gonna say this this is one of your kids right
11: yeah because I, I said to her "I was like oh this this i said to her "Oh, you're voting for scooby doing the ghoul school this is gonna be for a way to the tower oh well, guess what it made number 15
0: <laughs> very cool all
11: right number 14 empire of corpses i've never seen this movie
0: yeah this is another one that i am not familiar with at all and listeners are probably hearing me type on the keyboard right now as I try to pull it up and look at it again. Looks like this is an anime film from 2015 so it's Japanese. I know nothing about it, except it looks like perhaps a character is looking for a journal that belonged to Frankenstein. That's that's all I got.
12: I suppose I'll have to begin by explaining my work. The thing I require first and foremost... ...is a corpse. The strange interests of an outstanding London University medical student. Unauthorized corpse reanimation and the use of illegal necroware. You really managed to get through quite a bit in a short time. I'm quite impressed. Do you think I never expected to get caught? So let's make a deal then, shall we? Victor's notes are exactly what we've been searching for, Friday. It might even prove your theory true. Investigate the corpse kingdom and secure Victor's notes using any
3: means necessary. Can you speak? What's your name? Tell me your name! You went out into the world. Air me!
2: You sought the notes. you right. sought the soul, and teach me the secrets of the soul. Guide all of mankind
7: oh. to its salvation.
3: The
2: rest is up to you. Then at last, as if fate led you by the hand, promise me you found your way here.
12: And thus the result
11: is this. Now, of course, all of, our, all of your Monster Kid Radio listeners, or, or the vast majority of them, have no idea what these two movies were. I think the rest of the list we should be in firm territory for.
0: Okay, okay. I'll still pull it up and we can talk about when it came out and that sort of thing. But I am eager to hear what the rest are now that we're kind of getting into something that I might know something about.
11: Exactly, But it is nice to have I mean, it kind of shows them that diversity that you talked yeah. about earlier. Anime and animation right there is the bottom two of the 15 list. Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed is number 13.
0: Oh, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed. So this is uh, a Hammer film, obviously. I can transplant his brain. If I don't,
12: it'll die through lack of oxygen. In his nightmare mind, one more
9: horror, one last horrendous act. Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed. Frankenstein must be destroyed. Peter Cushing, Veronica Carlson. Frankenstein must be destroyed. This picture has been rated M,
11: suggested for mature audiences. It got seven separate votes worth 11
0: points. 1969, it's my boy Peter Cushing. Uh, Veronica Carlson is in this one. This is a really solid movie.
11: Exactly. I mean, so like I said, we're in firm territory for the rest of the way. Um, number 12, Ghost of Frankenstein. It receives nine separate votes worth 14 points.
0: So now we're dipping into the classic cycle from Universal 1942, uh, the first of the Frankenstein films to not feature Karloff in the Frankenstein makeup from Universal.
3: There's a curse on our village. The curse of Frankenstein. (laughs)
12: The most dreaded creation of man, the monster of Frankenstein, stalks again. Here is a story completely new. Here is drama completely strange, full of weird suspense. With this great cast, Sir Cedric Hardwick, Lionel Atwill, Ralph Bellamy, Bela Lugosi, Evelyn Ankers, Lon Chaney, in the gripping tale of a monster the tomb cannot engulf. Chains.
3: Cannot hold. You're going to give him life?
1: Yes. Not for the purposes that you think, Igor. I'm giving him another brain. Is
3: that your shell, husband? Yes, yes. The villagers are getting out of hand, Doctor. If you expect the protection of my office, you'll have to be frank with me. I think the time's come for a showdown, Doctor. Uh.
11: Which was interesting when well, my daughter was like looking at me tallying up these votes. A lot of people in shorthand would not write like all the things out like for Bride of Frankenstein they might just write Bride. For Ghost of Frankenstein they would write Ghost, Son of Frankenstein, they'd write Son. So my daughter's looking over my shoulder saying, Ghost. Why is everybody voting for that Patrick Swayze movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh not not quite the same.
11: <laughs> but I think I think I got a... Uh, they'll still increase her education on the classes.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. What do we got next?
11: Number 11, Frankenstein Created Woman. Six separate votes worth 17 points.
4: Frankenstein. The name stands for fear. Frankenstein. He shocks the world as he mocks the devil. Frankenstein. He creates monsters of men. Frankenstein's most terrifying experiment comes to life. Frankenstein created woman.
6: Who am I? Who am I?
12: of indestructible matter. What is it for? What is it for? To give life after death, my friend. That's what it's for. Life after death.
4: Peter Cushing as Baron Frankenstein who crosses swords with Satan in his fight for immortality. He lives. See, hence he's alive. Susan Denberg as Christina, the deformed creature transformed by Frankenstein to a living beauty. Within her, a dead man's revengeful urge to kill. Kill him.
12: Kill
7: him. Kill him, Christina.
4: Forley Walters, the doctor who helps Frankenstein to violate the laws of nature. Christina,
9: my dear, that man possesses such power, such knowledge, that sometimes I don't even understand him myself.
4: The boy, Hans, is the tool of the Frankenstein experiment. These boys are the courtiers.
13: Hans!
2: Hans! Come back!
9: He's come back from the grave. Somebody's brought him back
0: so back to hammer this was 1967 it came out before frankenstein must be destroyed again you cannot go wrong with peter cushing i say that all the time a day doesn't go by that i don't think about how wonderful that man was okay that's a little creepy to say but i do love peter cushing (laughs)
11: We, we all know you're the president of the Peter Cushing Fan Club in Portland.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say the Portland branch, perhaps. <laughs> Although, Dominique keeps trying to take my seat. I'm just saying. Well,
11: just just, just be careful. <laughs> but watch your back. All uh,
0: right. What do we got next?
11: Number 10. Oh, one of, one of my all-time favorites. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. It had 11 separate votes worth 18 points.
0: But he
3: doesn't understand.
1: There's a curse upon me. I change into a wolf. <laughs>
14: Listen to me, Frank. I saw my father become obsessed by
3: his power.
2: He died a horrible death.
3: There's no need for a all to storm after her. She'll come in if I ask. her. Why should we treat her so fancy? She's a Frankenstein!
0: Frankenstein meets the Wolfman again. Universal. Looks like we're going Hammer Universal. Hammer Universal. 1943. Of course, this is basically the first big monster mash. Uh, we've got Frankenstein. we got the Wolfman. Lugosi playing Frankenstein this time around, which I think doesn't yield enough credit. Just putting that out there.
11: I'm not, nobody's arguing with you on that one. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's a good movie. Number nine, Frankenstein, the true story.
4: Oh, okay. Mary Shelley's classic novel comes to life in Frankenstein, the true story. Monday night at nine, eight central time on
11: NBC. Seven separate votes worth 18 points. So basically Frankenstein meets the Wolfman was tied with Frankenstein, a true story.
0: Okay, okay. So we're breaking the Hammer Universal back-and-forth cycle. This was a 1973 made-for-television film. I have to be honest, I haven't seen this. I mean, I'm familiar with it, and I've even read Sam Irvin's amazing coverage of this film in uh, an issue of Little Shop of Horrors, which I think was earlier this year, wasn't it? Or was it last year? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's either earlier this year or last year. It's phenomenal. If you haven't read that, listeners, I highly recommend it. But, again, I've not seen the movie. I know everything about it now, thanks to Sam, but I've not seen the movie.
11: I think it was last year because last year Mark Maddox had the um, cover art.
0: Oh, that's right.
11: And Monster Bash. So I that's think right. it would have been last year at least. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen it, I think well, not, not the first time it aired, but when it reran, I saw it then as a boy, and then um, my son Ben bought the uh, Blu-ray of it, and um, we watched it again recently. And, and i enjoy it for me there's parts of it that go a little too long but i think because it's a tv it was a tv miniseries so i think that might affect the pacing you expect to watch it over two days like watch it one night then take a break then watch it the next night i don't know if one sitting okay. is worth it i'm not sure but there was a lot of good things about it and um there was a there's a certain scene where um, jane seymour's character gets decapitated where um, nobody forgets
0: <laughs> so spoiler for anybody who's not seen it yet apparently <laughs>
11: You said it came out in 1973? I mean, come on,
0: Rick. I know. Statue of Limitations. I know, I know. My
11: 18-year-old has seen it. I mean, get over it, people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, what's next, man?
11: Number eight, House of Frankenstein. Ten separate votes for
2: $19. i am going to repay you for betraying me. I'm going to give that brain of yours a new home in the skull of the Frankenstein monster. Your uh, juggler vein is severed, not cut, but thorn apart as though by powerful teeth. A
1: werewolf. Last night, I killed a man. I didn't know what you were doing. But I did. I wanted to kill.
9: I think they're after Dracula.
0: So, 1944, Karloff returning to the Frankenstein franchise, but not as the monster playing Dr. Nieman. Really, really cool. Uh, and again, Lon Chaney, of course, isn't it? She's is awesome. I and mean, I think it's uh, the first Glenn Strange appearance as Frankenstein's monster, isn't it? I believe so.
11: I take your word for it. Okay. You're more of the Frankenstein monster scholar than I.
0: Uh, let's not get crazy.
11: Well, <laughs> I got to speak to. I'm just comparing the two of
0: us. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs>
11: <laughs> Number seven, Revenge of Frankenstein. Yes. Nine separate votes for 24 points. In the year
12: 1860, I, Baron Frankenstein, was sentenced to death on the guillotine. Why? Why had the world condemned me? because I was the first man to create another living being. The first unnatural man. But because his brain was affected, because he could not control his animal instincts, he was hunted down and brutally murdered. (laughs) But I have escaped the guillotine and I shall avenge the death of my creation.
2: Nobody. He isn't born yet. You will witness scenes never before seen on a motion picture screen. You will see Frankenstein take the eyes of one man, the brain of another. You will see lifeless hands begin to move. You will see a man turn into the world's most terrifying monster.
0: This is one of my favorite sequels of all time. The second hammer Frankenstein film. It is actually a true sequel. A lot of the Frankenstein films just kind of exist as their own things. But this one picks up almost immediately after the end of the first Frankenstein film from them.
7: And
11: that takes us to number six. Now, when I voted, I had this film as my number two best of. Okay, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Sixteen separate votes for 40 points. I mean, it's just awesome. movie. It, it
0: is. 1948, uh, Lugosi's swan song as Dracula you know, his return to the franchise and then the end of the franchise, basically solid work. And the best habit and Casella monster movie, I think.
11: I don't really think I, I mean, I be willing to bet money it is mm-hmm. for most, most fans. I mean, it's the 70th anniversary. And it, you talk about a movie that still holds up today yeah. for all audiences. To me, it's almost the
0: perfect picture. It's timeless. <laughs>
2: Count Dracula sleeps in this coffin, but rises
12: every night at sunset. Chick is right. This is awful silly stuff.
1: Come on, take it all out.
2: The nation's top comics, Abbott and Costello, petrified, but hilariously. (laughs) Plus the dangerous and terrifying Wolfman, played by Lon Chaney. Plus that fiend out of a nightmare, the vampire Batman, Count Dracula, played by Bela Lugosi. Plus the most dreaded creature of them all, the Frankenstein monster, played by Glenn Strange. Plus, a couple of luscious but designing females in the spookiest laugh fest on record. And that takes us into the top five.
0: Okay.
11: Which I know everybody's been waiting for us, us just rambling on about other movies. (laughs) What do we got? Number five. This is the movie I voted for as my top one, Young Frankenstein.
0: Mm, I'm actually surprised that's not higher on the list.
11: 17 separate votes for 42 points.
0: 1974 film, Mel Brooks' classic. Uh, For my money, probably. You know what? I'm going to say it. It's my favorite Mel Brooks film. Probably because of the Frankenstein stuff. You've got Ken Strickfaden's original Frankenstein equipment in here. I mean, it's awesome. It's
3: coming from the deep, dark recesses of the mind of Mel Brooks. I love him. Young Frankenstein. The sky means business. Young Frankenstein. Oh dear,
7: nothing left. What shall we throw in now?
3: Starring Gene Wilder as Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein.
2: But what about your grandfather's work, sir? My grandfather's work was doo-doo!
3: Peter Boyle, as the monster. Marty Feldman, as Igor. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh, sorry. Floris Leachman, as Frau
2: Blücher. You played that music in the middle of the night! Yes! To get us into the laboratory! Yes! And it was you! who left my grandfather's book out for me to find. Yes! So that I would... Yes! Then you and Victor were... Say it! He was my boyfriend!
3: Carry Gar as Inga.
2: Would you like to have a roll in the hay? Roll, roll, roll in the hay.
3: Kenneth Mars as the inspector. And Madeline Kahn as Elizabeth. Where am I?
7: <laughs>
2: Calm down. What are you going to do to me?
7: <laughs>
1: I'm not afraid of you.
7: <laughs>
1: Listen, I- I'm I have to be back by eleven i I'm expecting a very important call. Kill a
3: monster! Storm and <laughs> castle! See Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Yes, I think we could all use a good laugh.
2: But don't see it alone.
3: Don't miss Young Frankenstein, personally directed by Mel Blazing Saddles Brooks in black and white. No offense. I mean,
11: you got Gene Wilder, Peter Boyle, Madeline Kahn, Terry Garr. Oh, my Lord. I'm forgetting a few names, so I'm going off the top of my head. I mean, the cast is just... You tell me who you would replace.
0: <laughs> I think you, I actually think you mispronounced the name of the movie, though. Isn't it Young Frankenstein? I was gonna,
11: I was going do it, but I got, I got conditioned to say Frankenstein after saying the- <laughs> 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 it's hard after you say so many times to switch it. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, what's number four, man? Number
11: four, Curse of Frankenstein. 23 separate votes for 57
0: points. First Frankenstein film from Hammer, really. Pretty much what kicked off the gothic horror cycle for Hammer in 1957.
11: And launched two people's careers into the fast lane.
0: Powerhouse team-up of Cushing and Lee. I mean, you just can't go wrong with those two.
11: I mean, after this, you had, what, the um, horror of Dracula
13: and then the the, the mommy?
0: Yeah, and you were just off and running at that point.
13: Awesome movie. Awesome movie. More than a hundred years ago, in a mountain village in Switzerland, lived a man whose strange experiments with the dead... (laughs) have since become a legend. A legend that is still told with horror the world over.
8: We've only just
12: started, just opened the door. Look, now's the time to go through that door and find what lies beyond it. But don't you see, Paul? We've discovered the source of life itself and we've used it to restore a creature that was dead
13: this is frankenstein who revolted against nature who experimented with the devil and was forever cursed his unwilling collaborator was paul kremp i can't prove you murdered, but i can stop you using his brain why he has no further use for it
7: be careful you
13: oh, only two women ever entered this house of evil elizabeth come back elizabeth the lovely cousin who had promised to marry him, and Justine, the maid, who kept passionate and secret rendezvous with her master.
12: Won't you understand you're in real danger? What Victor is doing is dangerous to everyone in the
1: house. Now, oh, you cannot possibly conceive what dreadful thing he's planning to do.
13: What are you trying to tell me, Paul? The Victor's wicked, insane? Wicked, insane, evil? Call Frankenstein what you will. A demon had made a man-made monster, and now the monster was the master.
2: Oh! what are you going to do?
3: For your sake and to protect Elizabeth, I've so far kept silent. But now I shall go to the authorities and have them destroy that creature and see that you pay for these atrocities. No! <laughs> Number three,
11: Son of Frankenstein. 30 separate votes for 76
0: points. 1939, the third Universal Frankenstein offering, and uh, I'd like to take a moment to just give a shout-out to my man Tom Doffel, who just watched this movie for the first time and told me repeatedly how much he loved it. Tom is also the man who's responsible for maintaining the Monster Kid Radio mother box, the computer that we use here to produce the show. So just shout-out to Tom. Uh, because he loves this movie. I love this movie. Lugosi is Igor. I mean, really established the hunchback assistant stereotype at this point. Uh, it's just a phenomenal film.
12: Twenty years ago, in the barony of Frankenstein, a monster created by man stalked through the country, minging and killing. In time, Frankenstein, maker of the monster, died. The monster disappeared. Now, after 20 years, the son of Frankenstein returns and fear grips the village anew, a man tainted by the blood of his father can forget his human soul and carry on the diabolical work of the Frankensteins. As a man, I should destroy him. But as a scientist, I should do everything in my power to bring him back to conscious life. Benson, turn on the generator. Produced on a vast scale, Universal son of Frankenstein that presents the most fearsome cast in the history of the screen. Basil Rathbone. In his heart, warm human emotions. In his mind, the monster mania.
3: It's alive. Alive, you mean? Yes, alive, but alive. I thought you said our experiments... Were... I know, I know. I do thought
12: that we failed, but we haven't. I've actually seen it walk. Karloff, rising from the past to spread new terror. Hugosi, sinister, mysterious, evil. You see that? They hanged me once. Lionel Atwill, grim hatred in his blood. One doesn't easily forget, Herr Baron, an arm torn out of the roots. Josephine Hutchinson, her young beauty a magnet to the menace around her.
2: I hate it here, Wolf. I'm terribly afraid all the time.
3: heaven I think you're a worse fiend than your father where is this monster where is he I'll stay by your side until you confess and if you don't I'll feed you to the villagers
11: now Derek there's two movies left and you know and I know and probably all your listeners know what
0: these two movies have to be so we got Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein sitting here uh, which one is going to come out on top? I I, I suspect I know.
11: Throw out your guess. You got a 50-50 shot.
0: <laughs> I, I think Frankenstein's going to come in number two and Bride's going to come in number one. And
11: you are correct, Derek. Frankenstein 1931. I want to be clear because there are multiple Frankenstein movies of different years.
0: <laughs> true. True. Very true. <laughs> Frankenstein
11: 1931 had 47 votes. Now, remember that. 47 separate votes for a total of 196 points. Pride of Frankenstein finished first with 45 separate votes, but they were worth 201 points.
7: Mm,
0: Okay, because of how it broke down. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, Both films directed by James Whale, and I've said this before, but I don't think I've said it in a long time. I feel like 1931's Frankenstein and 1935's Frankenstein, you can kind of compare to— Tim Burton's films, Batman and Batman Returns. Frankenstein is a very controlled film. The studio's kind of sitting on Whale a little bit, just like the studio sat on Tim Burton for the first Batman film that he did in 89, I think is when that came out. When the sequel comes about, though, he gets to play a little bit more. James Whale gets to make Brad and Frankenstein a lot more Whale-ian, and Batman Returns is a lot more Burtonian. So that's the comparison that I typically make with these films. I think they're both solid movies, just fantastic films.
11: Do you think they're both solid movies?
0: They're solid films, man.
11: Just solid.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not bored at all. I, you put these movies in, Just, and you I
11: think you'd use better than solid. I mean,
0: well, they're, okay.
11: They're, they're,
0: um, they're awesome. Woo These movies are phenomenal. So, I
11: mean, solid's like oh, you know, <laughs> it's like meatloaf. It's it's like it's solid.
0: Fine, Doctor Pretorius, man. <laughs> That, that's probably, for me, if I were to guess why people put Bride of Frankenstein up on top, I'd say it's probably part of it has to do with Pretorius. Pretorius is such an amazing character. It's a shame we never got more Pretorius anywhere, really, at least officially from Universal. So, I mean, Pretorius is just fantastic.
11: Oh, I agree. I mean, it, you know, I knew, but I think everybody knew going in, it's going to be a battle between those two when you get to the top two of of any list. That are done with people that have seen of the wine burp of movies. I think if you go up the younger generation, like I'll use my two children for example, neither one of them voted for Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein.
0: Well, that's a monster kid parenting fail, though, isn't it? I mean, they've
11: seen them, they've seen them, <laughs> they just don't enjoy them as much. Ah, they, okay. They, they love Young Frankenstein. They both voted for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, because of Doctor Frankenfurter.
7: Okay, <laughs>
11: but I mean they're theater people, and it's I think it's a different generation different minds okay set, you know and, and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's what bring that's what i love about these these polls. Oh, it's
7: alive it's alive it's alive it's alive, it's alive.
12: When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you heard about, talked about, the spine tingling, blood chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein.
7: Don't touch that!
0: This is the listeners' top fifteen best Frankenstein films. It's
11: the best list.
0: I'm real eager to see how the favorite Frankenstein films list broke down. Don't keep me waiting here, man.
11: Well, the Frankenstein list had more movies, obviously that that, that were voted had vote that received votes, and um, so it's a lot more diversity. And if you look at the whole list, but when you get to the top fifteen, it's going to be a lot of the same movies, but in a different order. Okay. Number 15. Derek, what's one of your favorite movies? Oh, yeah. Did
0: it make the list?
11: At number 15, Monster Squad. Yeah. Received three votes for nine points,
7: and it came in at number 15.
1: You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad.
7: What's a squad? It's like Miami Vice,
1: I think. They're young and inexperienced
7: any Virgins!
1: they're a bit disorganized monsters are not real
2: we don't know that sir two thousand year old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves
1: but when strange things start happening in
7: town there's a monster in my closet
2: Ooh, look at that big scary monster what's happening you I for a werewolf
1: silver bullet they're the only ones ready to do battle.
7: Cookie so Dowstart is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us! And the
1: creatures of the night. You wow. monsters?
7: Oh. Us? Midnight. In the world, remember? Maybe we can be like Mass Squad and Stage, Two Mass Bombs. We got 1035, back up, Hurry up! We'll squad! The book is right. Don't you see it's all true?
1: By midnight. You guys! They won't seem so young anymore. Monster
0: Squad. Wolfman Monster Squad, man. Oh man. <laughs> 1987 film directed by Fred Decker. You know what? This is one of my favorite films, but not because of the Frankenstein. I love this movie because of the Dracula and everything else going on. Frankenstein's okay, but you know.
11: Right. We never said he had to be the star of the movie. <laughs> he had to be in the film. And it didn't even have to be the Frankenstein monster in the film. It could be Dr. Frankenstein in the film. That's
0: true. He just had to be in the film. Number
11: 14, Revenge of Frankenstein. Received six votes for 11 points.
0: Excellent. I already mentioned that. Uh, again, an incredible sequel carrying on the story of Frankenstein from here. Yes. Hammer.
11: Number 13, Ghost of Frankenstein. Received four separate votes for 14 points. Okay. Now here's a new movie. Number 12. Frankenstein Conquers the World. Four votes, 14 points. It's one of my favorites I voted for.
14: Here are the seven wonders of the world rolled into one fantastic adventure. Frankenstein, born again to rule in terror, a monster unleashed to conquer all who stand in his destructive path. Frankenstein Conquers the World. Spreading panic as millions flee his vengeance. Frankenstein towering over cities, defying the force of armies, the might of navies, and the fury of jets. Frankenstein, a name never equaled in the annals of terror. Frankenstein conquers the world. Stars Nick Adams as the American scientist versus Frankenstein. Incarnate. With the strength of a thousand men, a phenomenon such as never seen before, see Frankenstein Conquers the World, astounding on the giant screen, in color scope from American International Pictures.
0: Frankenstein Conquers the World is an offering from Toho from 1965. It's a kaiju film. And, you know, regardless of what your feeling is about giant rubber-suited monster movies, the very beginning of the film is enough to get you hooked. You've got the Japanese, you've got the Nazi scientists who have the heart of the Frankenstein's monster. I mean, just a setup like that—it's amazing. And it's got Nick Adams, my man. After, I mean, once once you
11: have the you know, giant monsters, you have Nick Adams. I mean, you have a Toho classic just rolling off the, you know, rolling right out right there.
0: Exactly. You can't top it.
11: Well, eleven movies did. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, you know, I know know what you
11: meant. meant. I'm a Toho man, as you well know.
0: (laughs) You know what I meant. (laughs)
11: Okay. Number 11, Frankenstein, the true story at six separate votes for 16 points.
0: You know, I wonder, and like I said, I've not watched it. All I've done is read Sam's article or coverage on it. Gosh, I don't want to question the listeners, but is it something I need to see right away?
11: I think you should watch it, and I think you should maybe reach out the same urban. See if you can come on and do an episode with you where you two discuss the movie. You've seen it for the first time, and him obviously being an authority on it. You know, that would be an interesting episode.
0: Yeah? Okay. I'll add it to the list.
11: Uh, Your list, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you're ever going to live long enough to get rid of this list. Well, this is true. (laughs) (laughs) Which is always a good list to have. All right. Number 10, Frankenstein Created Woman received nine votes for 21 points. Excellent. Number nine, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed. Nine votes, 26 points.
0: Okay. Okay.
11: Number eight, House of Frankenstein. Ten votes, 28 points. Okay. Let's see, number seven, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, 15 votes, 37 points.
0: So we're seeing a lot of familiar titles here, which makes sense.
11: Yep. Here's interesting. These two movies flip-flopped. Number six, Young Frankenstein, 19 votes, 41 points. And number five is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein at 15 votes, 51 points.
0: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And
11: I think what the difference is there is because a lot of people, maybe because of favorite's they moved up Avenue Costello to be Frankenstein, but held it down a little bit when they were voting for Best of.
0: Them. Okay. I can see that.
11: All right. Number four, Curse of Frankenstein. 23 votes, 56 points. Okay. Again, number three, Son of Frankenstein. 22 votes, 69 points. And which brings us down to our familiar final two.
0: So one of them's Dracula versus Frankenstein.
11: You know, two people actually voted for that movie.
0: Those idiots.
11: I don't know. I think I think we should ban them from polls. (laughs) Uh, for for listeners that are wondering, um that 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 would be um Derek and I. (laughs) We both voted for but hey, two people also voted for Frankenhooker. You know what?
0: Okay, I got nothing. So
11: (laughs) I got nothing either. I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's a favorite list. Hey. I mean, you know, it, it's, I'm just surprised, to be honest with you, that, that Jesse James meet Frankenstein Daughter received no yeah. vote. I was, I thought for sure that I was going to get a vote. Oh, <laughs> well. All right. But number two this time is Bride of Frankenstein. 37 total votes for 141 points, which puts Frankenstein, 1931, Interesting. at 43 votes and 171 points.
0: And it makes sense. It really makes sense, I think.
11: And in both polls... I mean, if we did not have the point system mm-hmm. in both polls, Frankenstein 1931 wanted have finished first because it had more individual votes. Gotcha. But it was because a lot of people, a lot more people, and the best of voted for Bride of Frankenstein as number one, and ended up getting more points than Frankenstein. Right. So it's interesting when you break it down and you look at the numbers. That's why I was, I was keeping it both ways. I was kind of, oh, this is interesting. By doing it this way, it flipped the top tip.
0: Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, I like this list, and I will be putting a YouTube video together in the near future, kind of like how I did with the top Vincent Price films a while back. And and listeners, you're subscribed to the Monster Kid Radio on YouTube, YouTube channel, right? Right?
11: I am. I don't know why they're not.
0: Well, that might be it. Maybe you ruined it. I don't know. (laughs)
11: They don't know I'm on it or watching your
7: videos.
0: (laughs) No, I will be putting a video together. And of course, Steve, thanks for doing this. Uh, Listeners, do you want to hear more polls? Do you want to do more polls? Maybe next year we can see if there's any movie that has an anniversary coming up. Or maybe we'll just do Dracula because, I mean, we did Frankenstein. Why don't we do Dracula next? We'll we'll see. We'll we'll talk. Steve and I will talk a little bit more about it. But I want to hear what you guys and gals think. Drop me a line. Let me know.
11: What movies like Dracula or Wolfman or Hammer movies or Toho movies or Godzilla, whatever type, you know, give us an, uh, some ideas of where you'd want us to go.
0: You know, I wonder if maybe Hammer might be something we want to start focusing on since next year is the premiere of House of the Gorgon.
11: Maybe we can tie Hammer in with the Monster Bash, like we did with Vincent Price.
0: There we go. There we go. So at least you can expect a Hammer pull of some sort. At least that will be happening next year.
11: Oh, that that's going to be interesting. Curse of Frankenstein, Horror of Dracula, The Mummy. Oh, my Lord. The Seven Golden Vampires. And of course, I know it's going to be number one in Hammer Horror, and you do too, <laughs> Captain Kronos.
1: For dear life, hold on to your blood, because your blood is their life, because your nightmare is their reality. They are history's deadliest vampires, creating the panic only one man can stop. Captain Kronos, vampire hunter, with death at every doorway. Trembling in every heart. Now, the terror must be challenged. Who lives to destroy the curse? Kill me! Kill me! Who duels to battle the undead?
7: Her youth will pulse through your veins, my darling.
1: Who dares to bleed the bloodthirsty? Yes, you bleed, my lord. At last, horror has met its match. Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter from Paramount Pictures rated R under 17 not admitted without parent <laughs>
0: Oh, it's a done deal, Steve. We're definitely going to be doing a Hammer Films poll at some point, first half of 2019. I'll go ahead and start working on the Google Doc now, as well as maybe a promotional YouTube video so that we can get lots of participation. I was really happy with how the Frankenstein poll turned out in terms of participation, the number of votes we got, and I really liked the way Steve broke it down by points, and just kind of a fascinating way to look at the data. I will be taking that data and putting it into a YouTube video probably within the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that. Again, Steve, thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. And listeners, this isn't the last time you're going to hear Steve this year. Steve Dirk and I did talk about something that will come up in next month's Monster Kid Radio episodes. Thanks again, Steve.
12: They have never lived before as they live now. One man has already died and the other was never born. Both exist in a world between life Both long to be human. Neither can ever be. Dracula versus Frankenstein. Ten dead men's bodies were used to fashion Dr. Frankenstein's infamous creature. Tens of dozens of victims have kept Count
1: Dracula alive for three centuries. Only one of these beings will survive their meeting. Dracula versus
14: Frankenstein. Brand new thrills, brand new horror, brand new shock. Dracula versus Frankenstein, in color, rated GP.
1: How do you do?
12: We're about to unfold the story of
8: Frankenstein.
5: This is Tom Lang.
8: And this is Bill Evenson. And we're
5: the hosts of a new podcast called Frankenstein Minute.
8: That's right, we've taken the classic Universal Studios Frankenstein films and broken them down minute by minute.
5: In each episode, we're going to dissect one minute of Frankenstein.
8: We'll talk about Colin Clive, who played Henry Frankenstein.
5: Dwight Fry, his hunchbacked assistant.
8: May Clark, Henry's fiance.
5: And of course, don't forget that monster played by the enigmatic question mark.
8: We'll also talk about the director James Whale and the fascinating flourishes he brought to the picture.
5: And Mrs. Percy B. Shelley, Mary, Of course, the author of the original novel on which the film was based. And the difference between the novel and the film.
8: This really is a classic film. The one that many point to as the one that started it all.
5: Um, Dracula?
8: Uh, Sure.
5: But, you know, seriously, one minute a week? How long is Frankenstein?
8: Frankenstein is 71 minutes.
5: Are you sure we can uh, keep this going for 71 weeks?
8: Oh, sure, no problem. I mean, this is Frankenstein we're talking about, not Dracula. Good point. We'll discuss characters' motivations and talk about the great performances and John (laughs) Wolfe.
5: Don't forget Kenneth Strickfadden and his amazing electrical devices.
8: We'll even reveal which of the lead actors grew up in sleepy little Chaska, Minnesota.
5: Frankenstein Minute premieres on August 31st, 2018. Where? You know, the usual places, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube.
8: And Check us out on FrankensteinMinute.com and Facebook and Twitter, if that's still a thing.
5: Twitter still alive?
8: Oh, it's alive. It's alive? It's alive.
2: Belonged. Do your eyes dare witness total terror Frankenstein meets the space monster It for the first time on the screen. America's Missile Might Mobilized against annihilating invaders from outer space. We have come here to this planet for one purpose only to acquire breeding stock to repopulate our planet. See the kidnapping of the Earth maidens or the love starved slaves of the sterile planet. Very good. We have done well, Nadia. I am pleased, Princess, you are satisfied. I will be satisfied when we have enough more like her to commence phase three. See the terrifying invasion of the beach party. See a United States astro-robot become a creature of death. For the first time, see Earth Horror versus Space Terror. Frankenstein meets the space monster
6: in Futurama. Hello.
0: Oh, did you hit start? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Feedback time. Got two emails that we're going to go through with Mm -hmm. Brenda. Mm
6: -hmm. How are you doing? Not feeling so great today. Yeah, today was kind of an off day for both of us. Right. Ugh. I just think you're old enough that the weather changes are finally affecting you as well as me.
0: <laughs> Is that an old joke because my birthday's coming up? Yes. Jerk. <laughs>
6: <laughs> How old are you going to be?
0: I, I don't remember. Uh, I can hardly
6: remember my own age.
0: 45? Wow. Is that right?
6: I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I'm 41. Yes, yes 45. Yep. So you'll be 45.
0: Yep. Less than two weeks.
6: I know. That's why we got married. My birthday is 11-12, and yours is 12-11.
0: That's right. Yes. Keep it straight when we get old and forgetful. Mm -hmm. I'll love you anyway, though, when that happens. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Damn straight you will. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) You know, today's just kind of an off day, and we actually almost even pushed off doing feedback this week just because... I hurt, and I'm tired. The rheumatoid arthritis is not playing nice today, and our weather is just kind of gross right now. I love the gloomy Pacific Northwest. Yes. Like, uh, when I went to go see Nosferatu last weekend, it was foggy and awesome. I mean, that's the best kind of weather to go see a vampire movie in. Yeah. But there's just something about the pressure, the temperature, the moisture Moisture. in the air. I don't know. It's just something that just made me not want to get out of bed. Right. And I've been fighting that all day. Right. Do you hurt? Not really hurting. I, I mean, I got a headache and I'm a little congested-like, yeah. but you know. Maybe it's an allergy thing and they'll find that out tomorrow.
6: Mm, that's right. You have allergy testing.
0: Yay. Sitting around for two hours after they've Poked done who you. knows what to my arm. Poking you. Over and over and over again.
6: Yeah. You can handle it. I did it once. Yeah, but you're much tougher than I am. What?
0: <laughs> it's true. Mm. Uh-huh.
6: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: So we have two emails. Yes. <laughs> Let's do the first one.
6: Dear Brenda, Derek, and most importantly, Wednesday. Oh, wow. Look at that. See <gasps> how you rate? Where are you? Oh, yeah? How you doing? You listening? Oh, okay. Good. You want to come <laughs> up here for
0: this? I don't know if that'll pick up or not, but Wednesday <laughs> is now officially on the podcast and in, in the podcasting space.
6: Hi. Hi, Brady caties. All right, you listening? L.G. Smith here, silent death in another podcast. Did what? I ever make that connection? I don't know. I don't think I did. Oh. I'm writing in with a thought about Van Helsing and the shift in stereotype from Dracula to horror of Dracula. Look at the eras of the two movies, or more importantly, what happened in between. World War II. In Dracula, Van Helsing is an older, wiser father figure who directs the heroes to defeating Dracula. This is more in keeping with the novel. Doctors of this era were considered older, sage-like figures. World War II changed the world and many men were thrust into roles that changed everything. In horror of Dracula, Van Helsing is not an old man, but one in the prime of his life. This man, much like the actor playing him and those in the audience, had seen and done things the previous generation couldn't have imagined. He couldn't be a passive advisor, but a man of action. Yours, Larry. Larry. That makes a lot of sense. It
0: does make a heck of a lot of sense. I know that, uh, but both World Wars had a massive impact on art. And World War II in particular, huge impact on, on the horror genre. World War I, too. But I guess you see it a lot more with the monster movies
6: yeah,
0: mm. and the horror movies. And he's right, man. You know, man of action, going and doing stuff.
6: Well, and your audiences are different. They've been through some stuff. And most of it is loss and pain and...
0: Well, that and the demographics are different, too, I think. You know, the old, the older professorial Van Helsing was in the 30s mm-hmm. when a lot of kids weren't going to the movies. You know, it was an older audience. Oh. And Horror of Dracula, Cushing's Van Helsing is in the 50s. So the audience is different. In yes. terms of a, a younger crowd can be going to see these movies, potentially.
6: I agree with what he's saying. The oh. crowds that are going to mm-hmm. that movie have been through some things and they are no longer people who sit back and take an elderly person's advice because they've had to be people of action. Oh yeah. I, Women going into the workforce, men
7: mm-hmm.
6: on the battlefield.
0: I'm not I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that, that's part of the era also being the fact that World War One and Two had happened by now. So, a definite change, a definite shift. Good point.
6: Hi, Derek. Hi. (laughs) I had my father staying with us recently, and when he suggested we put on a Hammer film for Halloween, I went to my inevitable first choice, Horror of Dracula. So when you and Stephen Lee discussed the same motherload of Hammer Horror in last week's excellent MKR episode, I couldn't resist sending in some feedback. In fact, I'd like to offer my own brief Classic 5 observations about this wonderful film, which I've seen so many times, but always find more to enjoy. Right on. Let's do it. Drac, which is card... Backwards. Which is awesome, by the way. (laughs) Number one. To me, Horror of Dracula feels like a lavish pilot episode of a very successful, if delayed, series. And, like many pilots, there are fundamental differences from the episodes which follow. The biggest for me being the monotone attired Dracula we see here. The signature scarlet-lined cloak, which is so much a part of the Count's striking image in every other film, has to wait another eight years to appear. Drac number two. Although we'll never see the Count looking as youthful as this again, Lee is also given a dusting of silver in his hair in his initial scenes. It's an arresting look and a subtle nod to the original novel, which presents him as aging in reverse throughout the story. Drac was the original Benjamin Button. (laughs) No! I should clarify that's my comment, not from... Uh Yes, okay. Okay. (laughs) Drack number three. Explicit sexuality was to come later in Hammer's productions, but the implied eroticism in this film is surprisingly pervasive. Carol Marsh's Lucy, opening her bedroom doors and waiting for the Count to appear, is not only intolerably tense, thanks to James Bernard's inexorable score... But also plays like a liaison scene from some twisted version of Romeo and Juliet. Best of all, though, is the expression on Melissa Stribling's face.
0: And I think, I don't know if it's Stribling or Stribling. Melissa S.
6: <laughs> is the expression on Melissa Stribling's, Stribling's, Strabling Strubling, Strabling, Every vowel. <laughs> Strubling. <laughs> face after her own tryst with the man in black. Through nothing but perfectly pitched facial acting, we just know that Mina has had the night of her life, and it's little wonder Terence Fisher is rumored to have kept a photograph from this scene. DRAC number four. A surprising foreshadowing of the eighties slasher films. The call is coming from inside the house? Try The Count is Sleeping in Your Own Cellar, Arthur Holmwood. <laughs> Over my head. I didn't even know how to pitch things in that because I have no idea what's being talked about.
0: Do you want to try it again?
6: What would I say?
0: The call is coming from inside the house. No, try the count is sleeping in your own cellar, Arthur Holmwood.
6: I think that's the take. Oh, I think you should play it off as if that's me. It's it's just just cut your voice in. Uh uh huh. (laughs) Nobody will know. Yeah. (laughs) And finally, Drac number five. Although Hammer famously played down the supernatural aspects of the Count, there are still elements to reward the careful viewer. Dracula snatching up Harker's heavy travel bag as if it weighs nothing is fun, but listen carefully whenever Lee ascends that beautiful staircase, particularly in the final sequence. Van Helsing clatters noisily up those stairs in desperate pursuit of Dracula, who has only seconds earlier swept up to the landing in complete silence, like some huge malevolent shadow. It's subtle and creepy as heck. And my father's assessment of the film? His highest possible accolade. That was alright. (laughs) Haha. (laughs) Thanks for indulging me and keeping up the amazing work, Derek. I'm loving the current format of MKR, starting with Kenny's brilliant, famous monsters report on the relevant film and ending with the high priestess of feedback, Brenda, joining you for your adorable back and forth. It's the highlight of every Monster Kids week. Best wishes to you both and kitties from the future. (laughs) Al.
0: Yeah, Al is the man behind Info Gothic, which is available yes. now and will be on the Monster Kid Radio Holiday Gift Guide. Get it for every Monster Kid in your life because it's, it's beautiful.
7: Awesome. It really is.
0: It gorgeous. really is
6: neat. It's one of those um, things that sort of spans outside of the genre, I feel mm-hmm. like. So I'm not super huge into these films. Well, nobody's perfect. It's okay. But seeing all the little charts and infographics are interesting. Maybe I just like infographics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Alistair Hughes is the man. I'm uh, yeah. so excited for Infogothic. So proud of him. It's yeah. such a cool book, and I do want to have him back on the show again in the near future. Early 2019 would be great. Mm. He and I did talk about Dracula in 1972 A.D., and I am sitting on the Satanic rites of Dracula to have him back. That would be okay, a lot
6: of fun. that yeah. sounds like it could be painful.
0: Sitting on the Satanic rites of Dracula. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I I got nothing okay i was gonna try to make it funny
6: but this is just not it's all inappropriate we're
0: just not hitting no, on all cylinders. no. i no. mean it's we're... good it's just not oh it's good you know
6: what are you talking I, about i don't know
0: <laughs> I, I do like all the points that he made and all the comments yes, that he made, yes. and i love the the dracula specific classic five with the uh the five drax instead of cards so cool yeah um I know that Lee was a fan of the original novel, so anytime he could work something from the original novel into the films, it made him incredibly happy because he sometimes was unhappy making those films. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I did not notice the thing with the stairs. Didn't notice that one bit. And actually nice. gives me an idea for a project I'm working on right now. So thank you for pointing that out. Very, very cool.
6: My favorite thing is the surprisingly pervasive explicit sexuality
0: <laughs> put that on a t-shirt <laughs> just just out by itself out of context now I do like that
6: fascinating a lot. stuff and both I, of these
0: I do like the idea of a different Van Helsing for a different era not just with those two films but I wonder if you go and you look at different films featuring prominent vampire hunters most more often than not Van Helsing's what was happening in the zeitgeist in the culture mm-hmm. uh, in the society to lead to that kind of a staking savior figure? you know what led to Hugh Jackman playing Van Helsing and Van
6: Helsing <laughs> poor poor life choices. Poor, <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: Lots of credit card debt,
6: but you know, <laughs>
0: um, I, I rag on that movie too much.
6: I don't, yeah, okay. It's
0: got good music, and mm-hmm. I know Dominique loves it. So we'll, we'll give it that. Anyway, thanks for writing in, everybody, and thanks to Brenda for joining us on the show yeah. again this week. <laughs> what else? Anything else
6: um, before we sign off? Not that I could think of. Okay. That's a big thing in our lives at the moment. Okay. What's a big thing in your life at the moment?
0: It's a big thing in my life? Yeah. I don't know.
6: All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) motivation.
4: Behind this gate, cut off from the world of reality, lurks a world of madness, a world filled with brutality. A world of Frankensteins. Fire! Dr. Frankenstein, maker of monsters, creates the most monstrous nightmare of all. Fire! Only the most insane mind could give birth to it. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. Frankenstein and the monster from hell. From Paramount Pictures, rated R. No, under no, 17, no, not admitted no, without. No, no, no.
9: The one, the only, king of monsters brings you the demon of the atomic age Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, 1970 carrying on the hideous experiments of his infamous ancestor. In this stone sarcophagus,
12: deep in the bulls of the earth, he buried his creature, his creation.
9: Frankenstein, 1970. In the hell pit of his centuries old castle, he perverts the terrifying wonders of nuclear science... ...will you some ice. ...to unleash a horror beyond all imagination.
1: What kind of dealings do you have with the director of the morgue? Are you interested in corpses?
9: Even the cyclotron concealed in his subterranean vaults... ...cannot complete his foul creation for which he must have throbbing vital organs transplanted from living beings.
2: Two people are missing and I want to know why they haven't come back. Mr.
12: Rowe, I imagine, would have a suspect foul play. Chris Karloff!
9: as Frankenstein 1970.
0: That brings us to the end of this week's episode of Monster Kid Radio. Big thanks to Kenny, big thanks to Steve, big thanks to Brenda, and big thanks to Wednesday for being part of the show this week. You know, I could talk Frankenstein movies for hours and days on end. There was actually a point in my life where I was collecting Frankenstein figures. don't really do that much anymore because I don't have a lot of room for that sort of thing. You know, I'm going to watch me a Frankenstein film if given the choice between Frankenstein and any other monster movie out there. Well, okay, let's not count Creature from the Black Lagoon, but I love me some Frankenstein. And I tried to play nothing but Franken-style, Franken-style? Frankenstein-styled movie trailers in this episode of Monster Kid Radio just because I wanted to keep that Frankenstein thing going. I did play that trailer for Captain Kronos just because I thought it was funny. But for the most part, you've heard nothing but Frankenstein in this episode of the show. Because of that, I didn't really talk too much about the screening of Nosferatu that I went to, but I'll go ahead and I'll mention it now. Big thanks to Chris McMillan for joining me when we were at Nosferatu. It was so cool. Plus, we met up with Charles Babbage, who is a regular listener of the show. And Charles, we are going to have you on the show next year Listeners, Charles and I have been trying to make that happen. We'll start a conversation on Facebook and then one of us gets busy with life and other projects and then the conversation kind of stalls. And then a few months later, one of us writes back it's like, oh, yeah, we need to make that happen. And then the same thing happens again. It's a vicious cycle. Well, we're committed now. We have a couple of movies in mind. And you know what? I'm just going to say it here. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to commit to it so it will happen. Charles and I at some point next year will be talking about the classic silent film, Metropolis. That's going to be a real treat. So anyway, Charles was cool to hang out with as well. Chris was awesome. Nosferatu was a sold out audience and it was amazing. I'd venture to say I had more fun at Nosferatu than I did at Phantom of the Opera. Just the whole experience was just cool man plus we didn't have a lot of the people in the audience that were kind of yucking it up a little bit not that you had a lot of it with phantom but you know nosferatu was a blast okay back on the frankenstein path if you look at the episode cover art of this episode of monster kid radio yes that's a young derek dressed up as frankenstein's monster it's a picture that every time i have it up on my computer screen my wife typically comments on it how happy i look wearing the frankenstein get up and yeah, that was many, many moons ago. I think I've used that artwork on the website before, or for maybe even for cover art before. I don't remember when that was, um, but I do remember making the headpiece, the, the flat top piece, out of the interior piece of like a hard baseball hat, uh, you know, the helmets that uh catchers wear that sort of thing. Uh, I took the the straps out of that and then built up the Frankenstein headpiece with plaster strips and then carved in the scar and then painted it green with the red in the scar and that sort of thing and then we put a wig on the top of it. And th- I mean that was my piece. We also borrowed some uh, child's football pads to bulk up my shoulders and then my mom helped with the costuming part. You know, If I were to dress up as another monster at some point for whatever reason, I'd love to try to pull off a Frankenstein. There's just something iconic about the Carlisle Frankenstein, the Christopher Lee Frankenstein. You know, I really like the Lon Chaney Jr. Frankenstein from when he played him in that TV special. Just really looks cool with all the stitches and everything. I really like the way the eyes look in the Frankenstein's monster in Frankenstein Unbound, where you see the different irises kind of cut apart and stitched back together. That's really cool. It's hard to find a Frankenstein design that's just not cool to look at. Even the big, lumpy, plaster, paper mache-looking face from Dracula versus Frankenstein. There's just something cool about it. Frankenstein, awesome stuff. And it was awesome to end the regular episodes of 2018 with Frankenstein. That doesn't mean it's the end of the show for the year, though. We've got next month of December, or as I'm calling it, Dan Sember. We're going to be doing nothing but Dan Curtis Productions. At least that's the plan. And next week we're going to kick off Dan Sember with another iconic monster, Dracula. Because Steve Sullivan and I are going to take on the 1973 Dracula TV movie starring Jack Palance.
1: Of all the horror stories ever told, one towers above them all. The original masterpiece of the macabre, the undeniable terror of Bram Stoker's Dracula. evil that spreads its shadow of darkness across Europe to Victorian England a terrifying love story that reaches back into the dead past a nightmare that stalks through the centuries to embrace the living
12: can't you at least tell me something if the cause of your fiancé's affliction is what I think it is, then beside it, the most venomous serpent in the world would seem a plaything but for children.
0: I actually just recorded that with Steve a couple of days ago, so that's fresh in my mind. I'm going to go through, edit that up, and that's what you're going to hear next week. Also planned for Dan Sember is a conversation with Jeff Owens about the movie House of Dark Shadows, And, you know, earlier I said Steve Turk's going to be back on the show. That's because I did chat with Steve about the TV series Dark Shadows, as well as with Steve, the other Steve, Steve Sullivan, about Dark Shadows. And I hope to get the same thing with Jeff Owens, and I've already done it with Josh Kennedy as well. I wanted to do a big Dark Shadows roundtable, but I think coordinating that with everybody, with the schedules during the holidays, different time zones, that sort of thing, would be a monster-sized headache so instead next best thing i'm going to take a few minutes with people and just have them tell me about dark shadows and what it means to them and then i'm going to put that into the mix and that being said if you have any comments or thoughts about dark shadows in particular or anything about anything that we've talked about here on the show i'd love to ask you to call it in our voicemail line is 503 503- Four seven nine five six five seven. that's five zero three four seven nine five MKR or if you have email that you want to send to us monsterkidradio at gmail.com is the best way to do that now of course Monster Kid Radio is on Facebook and Twitter and I'm personally pretty active on Facebook you can always find me there you can find links to everything we've got going on on our website at monsterkidradio.net I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for you to pick up your own copy of Info Gothic by Alistair Hughes that will take you to Amazon where you can buy it and get it in time for the holidays and if you buy it through the link on the website i get like five cents as a commission or or whatever it is also on the left of the page you're going to see a special thanks section that lists the patrons that support the show at the aip level or higher, so go check that out, and if you want to get your name added to that list, well, all you've got to do is contribute to our Patreon campaign, which you can find at patreon.com slash radio, or again, follow the link in the show notes. That's it. We're done. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and get this out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Of course, that doesn't apply to the song, This Machine Kills Fascists. It's from the band The Gagarins. They're a really cool surf band, and the album altogether. It's just awesome. Let me try to pronounce it again. Por un piñata de rublos, which translates to, for a handful of rubles. Check them out at thegaguerins.bandcamp.com, or again, follow the link in the show notes. My name is Derek M. Cook. Talk to everybody next week. Ciao.